show where we discuss how to love the monster within. I'm Willow Smith, and I'm here with my dad and co-host, trainer Ben Smith. <laughs> Hello, Willow Smith. Hello. How, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? I heard it was a long one for you today. <laughs> well, it wasn't long. Well, yeah, it was, it was long and horrible. No, it was, <laughs> it was all good. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a bit chilly, but it was nice. It was sunny out. Mm. It's something. Mm. Yeah, sweet. Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit about what I'm calling the real man. I, The phrase toxic masculinity, I think, gets people's hackles up just in conversation. And I don't want it to be a conversation about men being bad or anything like that. I mostly want to talk about it in the context of toxic masculinity hurting men first because at the end of the day that's kind of why this podcast exists is to help men take care of their mental health and their self-care and their self-love and find that self-assurance ease and faith that Mm. we always talk about Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we'll be talking about today do you have any initial thoughts on toxic masculinity no really what what do you think talk what does that mean to you well what does it mean to me so it's behavior that's in not not even behavior it's ideas that are instilled in men and boys and in this conversation we'll be using men and boys just talking about cisgender individuals it's a lot of things like oh boys don't cry or man up or grow a pair all this stuff that boys are told their whole lives and all these ways that they're taught to keep things to themselves or you know just figure out how to deal with it just figure it out you have to be all these things you have to check off all these boxes as well as in a lot of cases being the primary provider of income men are being taken out of their families and into the workforce so they're not able to spend time with their their kids and their partners and it's just a cycle of it's a cycle of archaic beliefs that is holding men and boys back so that i'm I mean, I don't know for sure because I'm not a man, but I think that it's just hurting men and keeping them down mm-hmm. when lo- like their lives could be so much more whole if they're able to look at those things and they're able to look at, you know, like maybe they had a hard dad growing up that was like, boys don't cry, boys don't cry. If you cry, you're weak or whatever. And if they're able to challenge that to the point where they are able to say, listen, I need some help. Listen, I'm going through something they'll be able to actually recover and to be able to actually feel whole and Mm -hmm. feel human and not constantly be carrying this weight of expectations that aren't fair. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what, what it means to me. And that's again, coming from like, I'm not a man. I don't know what, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know the truth of the struggle, but yeah, I mean, I would say from my perspective, toxic masculinity is, it's just, yeah, the typical machismo bullshit about like, you know, being bigger and badder and tougher and making more money and driving the best car and, you know, like all the bullshit, right? And yeah. Yeah, like, 
to me, that's what toxic masculinity is. It's it's so embedded in kind of like overpowering everybody and showing everybody how great you are and and like you say, being unemotional about things and 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 yeah, yeah, just toxic. <laughs> yeah, just not good. And I think, I mean, in a lot of conversations, it, it's about how toxic masculinity hurts women but I think before it hurts women it hurts men so mm. if we if we as women want to get to the root of toxic masculinity we need to look at how it's hurting men before it's hurting us because at the end of the day it's the behavior that's being taught that is hurtful to men that causes them to then react in the ways that they react to mm-hmm. and you know it's it's caveman stuff mm-hmm. it's so ancient like we don't need that stuff anymore yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, it's true. So, and and again, you know, as a as a bouncer, as a boxer, as a construction worker, you know, a carpenter, I've been, I've I've been around a lot of toxic masculinity. So I have mm. definitely, I definitely have opinions about it and and viewpoints because I've just interacted with so many guys that were, kind of just in, in just embodying that kind of typical uh, role of, of toxic masculinity yeah yeah so how how have you dealt with that or have you just kind of like brushed it off for the most part you know actually here's some here's a bit of a, a of a my story around that is is I it used to bother it used to bother me a lot in different ways but but you know, as a kid growing up, it bothered me in a way, and then teenager, and then in my twenties. But then, it got to a point in my thirties where I was really aware of it, and I was really hypersensitive, and it really, it really, really bothered me on an emotional level. In that, I felt, I felt like I always like, uh, it brought out a really bad side of me, mm. and uh, and and I didn't like it. Um, but then I end up doing more work on myself and, and forgive myself for a lot of things. And as I've said many times, I spent a long time just kind of really forgiving myself and, and the people that I, I felt had done me wrong. And I, I cried out a lot of my sadness. And then I didn't feel that, that uh, anxiety around, around that real heavy, masculine, aggressive energy like I used to because... It used to literally um, cause me to just like, like almost wanna, almost wanna, um, almost wanna fight, mm. and I didn't like that about myself. So, so, uh, so I, I had to deal with it quite a bit in that way, and and then I, once I once I had done that, once I spent all that time just kind of really finding that sense of self assurance and peace from dealing with my own issues my own pain and everything then that stuff didn't bother me anymore I, I saw that all I almost could see the humor in it right not, not necessarily the humor like haha but the like wow this is silly and then I, and then it just didn't bother me anymore right yeah but there was a definitely a time when when even when I didn't feel like I was uh, exhibiting toxic masculinity if people around me were, it really got me up in arms, mm. and I, it really affected me in a real hard way. Yeah, I mean, I haven't 
I don't think I've dealt with a lot of toxic masculinity of my life. I've definitely dealt with some like chauvinistic stuff, but I don't necessarily know that those are always the same thing. Mm. But, uh, and again, I mean, these, these things aren't directly related to me. They're not things that I feel like I can speak that much on. Well, but, I think everybody's affected by it, though, right? Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. I just, it's not, like, these things that are said and instilled in hmm. in boys aren't things that I was told growing up, and I can't feel the direct effects of being told, like, oh, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't cry, or you can't feel, or you can't this. So that's not something that I directly understand, hmm. but I definitely do... I definitely do think a lot about like what it what it really is to be a real man and I ask my guy friends about it along a lot of the time because it's interesting to me and it's interesting what what people are taught and what they're told whether passively or just by media or by their friend groups and what they actually believe and within my group of my guy friends who were all in their 20s most of them said to be a real man you're just decent you're justice minded family oriented you're a good dad and you're emotionally available mm. and like nice. i think good dad is probably on the list of like to be a man you have to you have to raise your children but mm. i mean most of my guy friends in their 20s they think that they're they're doing what they can and they're doing their best if they're just being good people Mm, (laughs) and like that's all and that's all any of us really should Mm -hmm. be worried about i mean as long as you're not hurting people Mm -hmm. like that's it you're you're doing great (laughs) yeah as long as you can you know be happy and treat people with respect and be you know have some compassion for Mm -hmm. people i mean that's like i said you're doing great yeah yeah but speaking of uh, of toxic masculinity, I gotta say when I actually did have that breakdown that caused me to really kind of reflect on things, it was at a boxing match that I was coaching. Hmm. So the story of what actually happened was just being around as I, cause I was coaching a lot of boxing. Those so I was going to boxing fights or whatever. And this particular um, weekend, I went to I went to Nanaimo to coach a boxing fight. And for whatever reason, the buildup of of all the you know people fighting, and I was the corner guy, so I was like had all these fighters, I was getting them ready, and I was you know giving them the pep talks and all these kind of things. And then I was seeing people from the past that I hadn't seen for a while, mm-hmm. not a ton, but enough that hey, you know they'd be talking about to me about boxing or or the bar, or the bouncing or something like that. And for whatever reason, it's just that all that toxic masculinity that I was surrounded by that weekend, it just was the it was the boiling point. I just I just couldn't take it anymore. I just honestly I just could not take another day at that point of like being the tough guy, being the boxer, being the person like like I don't wanna be this guy anymore. I don't wanna be a victim of my my past that just made me this you know this image i don't want to be that and it just hurt my heart so much that i just couldn't i just couldn't deal with it until i dealt with it right um but it was just that toxic masculinity that just like it just had built up over all those years and i just uh i couldn't take it mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in the conversation, and I know I said this before, but I think in the conversation about toxic masculinity, I never want the guys that are listening to get their hackles up about it. Um, I know that other people do speak about it differently, but with us, I just want to emphasize that our focus is on how much it hurts you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're the one who's carrying all that weight, and you're the one who's carrying, you know, the things that you've done in the name of, like, being a man or Mm -hmm. being masculine or whatever. Like, that sucks. And if it's Mm. holding you back from keeping you happy, then you you deserve to be able to deal with it. And if you're, I talked about this in the last episode, but if you're struggling, you can ask for help and that's Mm -hmm. okay, Um, you know? Yeah, and and I think uh, really being a man is just saying, I I don't, that's not what I stand for. And then just, Mm. and having enough courage to just say, well, this is what I stand for. I stand for love and compassion and whatever. I, I don't. I'm not gonna stand for for silly things. I don't. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to bring people down to try and bring myself up. These are these are things to, you know, they're not helping anybody. And and being, a, in my opinion, being a real man or being a real genuine person, in, in just generally, is. Uh, is putting your foot down to say I don't stand for those things. I don't. Mm-hmm. This is not my thing. I'm about love and compassion and caring and helping people or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the core things that make a man great are the same things that make a woman great. It's just like human stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we all and we set these standards for each other based on gender, and it's like, really, is mm-hmm. that what we're basing this on? Because it doesn't make a lot of sense no it doesn't so yeah and I don't know how we start to how we start to move away from that unless it starts with us and our own way of thinking mm-hmm. and well I definitely think as far as the the men or the boys or whatever just enough of us enough of us um, you know women have said it forever but enough of us men saying like you know what that's not cool that's not cool to beat people up it's not Mm -hmm. cool to be you know whatever right like it's not cool to be like using your physical strength or your physical power or any anything over other people right Mm -hmm. it's not cool it's not it's just not good yeah and it doesn't have to be an altercation it doesn't have to be oh well you're doing that wrong and i'm gonna show you like what i'm gonna do about it like it it doesn't have to be like that and often you can be just as powerful if not more so in a situation not by acting up and not by getting mad about it by just but just by kind of going wow that was pretty uncool of you or like oh that was sort of not oh, not sure. awesome or all right that's a weird thing to say but whatever like you know, <laughs> for sure <laughs> like people feel pretty foolish pretty quickly and if you give them something to act up to, they're going to act up to it. But mm. if you're like, oh, that was really not a cool thing to say. Yeah. What an awkward moment for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, what are they going to say to that? <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't really want to shame people. No. But, but, I mean, I think we all need to stand up and say, like, put our foot down about, like, what's really acceptable behavior in society? I mean, you know, like... Yeah, just I think we can all agree on certain things. I mean, mm-hmm. and if you can agree on that, and you really think that it's that love and compassion and and all these kind of you know these emotional kind of strength qualities, you don't agree with that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I think you're missing the boat, really, yeah. right? What do you think? Yes. For once, <laughs> all I can say is yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And I, I play a lot of video games, and I play with a lot of guys, and it's just interesting to see... It's interesting to see how they play with each other and how they play with me. Mm. And I know a lot of times it doesn't change, but there's also... I don't know. It's different and it's the same, right? And it's that community where some of these things, a lot of these things, people just give a pass to because it's on the internet. A lot of people forgive a lot of things because it's on the internet or they'll go, oh, whatever. He's just whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like, if you truly believe, if, if you have this set of beliefs, you have this set of morals and you truly believe in them, no matter where you are, they will be true. It's mm. not going to change when you're with your parents and then when you're with your buddies and then when you're with your girlfriend. It's not going to change. Like, that's mm -hmm. who you are. And you know what's right and you know what you believe. And, I mean, you can trust yourself because you do know. You do know what's going on. Like, you don't need to question yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that if you kind of let yourself get caught up in, in uh, unacceptable behavior and like what I would consider unacceptable behavior or or toxic behavior let's just say not even toxic masculinity but toxic behavior mm -hmm. if you let yourself get caught up in that I mean we all know this e even if it's like gaming or whatever you know when it starts to when it happens around you in real life it's a lot easier to just kind of let it let it go right yeah but um, I think you know if, to some extent you, you kind of got to you you better you bet you should make a real good clear clear line in the sand of what is acceptable behavior to yourself and then if you want to kind of you know experience things in different ways whether it be like we all love movies we all love exciting movies or or violent movies or whatever right but you know, you still you still even on that level even though it doesn't seem like it you still need to know where you stand personally otherwise you can find yourself in a situation where you're you're allowing unacceptable behavior that you even yourself would admit is unacceptable but you're so desensitized to it because mm. you you haven't you haven't drawn enough of a line um, so that when when you cross between fiction and reality you know that you know there's a clear you know what I mean yeah there's a real clear distinction because again speaking as a bar uh, as a bouncer um, you know, I saw lots of guys, lots of guys that, you know, were good people or whatever, but just like thrilled and excited to see somebody getting their head bashed mm. in. And that's not a video game. And that's not, you know, that's not a movie. That's real life where people are getting their head kicked in. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, you better know where you stand when you're in a situation where, you know where you basically condone are condoning acts that you you sh you know that are not really acceptable acts mm -hmm. yeah knowing where you stand and also I think knowing where you stand and sticking by it again no matter who you're with I mean I, lo I know a lot of times 
I, I'm confident in what I believe. And I'm, when I'm with my friends, I'm like, yeah, I believe this. And, you know, if somebody said this to me, I'd be like, that's wrong. And I, you know, stand up and I, Bleh. and then when someone says it to me in real life, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if it's, if it is true for you, then it should always be true, mm-hmm. you know? And there's sometimes like I, uh, I was at the cafe and, uh, a much older gentleman was telling me about, oh, well, you know, they've got they've got COVID in the reserves because of all the Blacks Matter movements, and you know, and I was like, you know what? I disagree with you. I'm not going to get into it because I, I don't know if either of us is going to benefit from it, but I, I don't agree with the way that you're... I don't agree with the way that you're speaking about this mm. topic, but... I'm not going to try to like change you over, you know, a coffee shop bar mm-hmm. when you're 90, you know, mm-hmm. like all, all I can say is I, I'm not really with you on that one and throw up my hands and say, but have a nice day, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like you, you don't always need to try and change everybody's beliefs and you don't need to always, you know, if somebody says something on a job site that is sexist and you don't agree with it you don't have to sit there and pull out your whiteboard and go all right well back in you know however many years ago this happened and led to this like well i think it's i think it's 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 wasted energy to argue with people but i think but i think you always tell you are always telling a story with how you how you react to things Mm -hmm. how you act what you say what you do for sure you're telling the true story about what you believe or how you feel about things, and you're telling your story on a daily basis with all the little choices you make about the things you choose to laugh at, the things you choose to engage in, the things you choose to you know, react to, or how you react to them. You're telling your story all the time in these little moments. Mm-hmm. And and nobody's, you know, there's no perfection, right? There's no, no nobody's perfect, but it really it really says a lot about about who you are and how your future is going to unfold i mean i'm not saying your future 20 years your financial future but your future um reactions if you're not somewhat cognizant of of how you are reacting in this moment to things that are you know good or bad right if you're reacting to to toxic um behavior in a in a way that's maybe not was a, not a way that you you would approve of if you were mm-hmm. fly on the wall, that is going to have negative effects on you whether you yeah. want to believe it or not. So it it really pays to just just be be aware of of how you're how you're dealing with it, how you list what you're listening to, how you're reacting, what you're saying. And, and and know that you're telling your story in the, in those moments, right? Mm-hmm. And and it does affect you. Yeah. You know, it affects you in so many ways. Like people don't realize, like, like, people, you are, you know, you are so much of who you, the energy that you emanate on a moment to moment basis or on a daily basis, and people are picking up on that, and. And they're giving it back to you. So if you if you're toxic, if you're aggressive, if you're angry, if you have that aggressive energy, you know you may not see it um, 
you may not you may never see it really mm-hmm. but it's happening it's coming all the way full circle and hitting you back again and right. it's coming so it's affecting you and it's affecting you negatively and if it's negative um, reactions or 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 um, observation not not necessarily observations but you know negative talk or negative mm-hmm. reactions or negative actions you know what I mean it always comes back to you just in the exact same way that love and compassion and and understanding will come back to you right so you have a choice right but you can't you can't live with toxic toxicity or toxic masculinity but any toxicity for long without it being a part of your life right Mm -hmm. and is that really what you want is that really what you want like yeah you know you can't you can't be involved in sexist conversations for a long long time without it affecting your relationships you can't be involved in violent um, degrading conversations for a long time without it affecting your life yeah. In a bad way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it can be comfortable to carry all that stuff. I mean, I remember being in high school, and this is the worst thing I've ever said to somebody. This girl was annoying. She was annoying the hell out of me. Could not get her to leave me alone. I'm trying to do my thing. I'm trying to do my work. She wouldn't leave me alone. And I turned around and I said, nobody likes you. That was 13 years ago. Hmm. And to this day, I still remember it. And I still am like, I should find her on Facebook and apologize. (laughs) And that was one thing. I can't imagine if you are living your life based on some archaic caveman belief that you need to be like fighting to protect your Hmm. home every single day. And you're doing these things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you believe you have to do to check off all the man boxes. Hmm how many of those moments you must be carrying with you, weighing you down. I mean, I have one ball and chain from 13 years (laughs) ago. Like, imagine how many of those you would be carrying. I just, it's got to be so exhausting. Oh, yeah. It's, and how freeing would it be to say, you know what, I totally recognize that when I was growing up, these beliefs were kind of put upon me. And I don't believe in them personally. Mm. I don't. And and I think as an adult, you always have that choice. I mean, whether you're raised religious or vegetarian or you're raised an omnivore or you're raised a meat eater, you like you have the choice as an adult to say, you know what? I just don't believe that anymore. And it's fine if you used to believe that. It's fine if you, you know, if it's fine, whoever you were. But you can always choose to not be that anymore. For sure. I think that's so powerful. We talked about that with recreating yourself, right? Yeah. We talked about that in another episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to recreate yourself, (laughs) you can head on back to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's just really, it's really important to kind of just realize that, that, uh, it's just best to try to kind of know what your values are mm-hmm. and try to try to be conscious of it on a on a fairly consistent basis because next thing you know you can get sucked into behavior that is not really acceptable because yeah you know I can't tell you how many times when I was working as a bouncer when uh, I would knock somebody out or something like that and people would be be like patting me on the back mm. like I was some superhero and especially towards the end I'd look at them like are you fucking kidding me I'm not a superhero. I'm a loser. Right. <laughs> you know, like, but like, it's just, 
but you get sucked up in these things, right? You know, mm-hmm. and people get sucked up like, oh, you know, that's a, that's so cool. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting to hear these things from you because you have done all those things and you have been a boxer and you have been, you know, you have been strong and you have been whatever. And, you know, it is possible to change those things. And as maybe when you're right in the middle of it, you're right in the middle of like all your buddies are going to the gym and they're boxing or they're going to the gym and they're doing karate or, you know, all your buddies are just chugging beers and doing whatever (laughs) and, you know, living that life. When you're in it, you probably feel really good about those things. But is that feeling going to carry you, Mm -hmm. you know, like, is it really sustaining you or is it a moment of like, oh, yeah, hey, look at me. I got big biceps in the mirror and Mm -hmm. I'm really cool. Or is what's really going to sustain you having that strong sense of self and having that strong moral code and knowing that you're the kind of person to to be able to say, I just don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I started hanging out with some new friends online. And, you know, like there's some really ripped dudes and there's some guys who are really good at the games. But there is one guy that everybody kind of looks to. And he just is like that. He's like, I know where I stand. I know who I am. I know what I'm about. And I'll... I'll say what needs to be said if I don't mm. sta- if I don't believe in something. I'll say what needs to be said if you're doing something that's off. But if you need me, I'm here. Like mm. super, yeah, high integrity, and that's who everybody's looking to. They're not looking to the guy that's like, "Here's my muscles today." <laughs> yeah. You know, they're those, looking to the yeah. Those people are always the coolest ones, right? Yeah, like, that's who you want to hang out. Yeah, they're the they're the ones that are super. I don't know, self assured, Addy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think that basically sums it up. You know, I mean, I think where did all this toxic masculinity come from? It came. Where did it come from? It came from fear. Mm-hmm. You know, fear that there's not going to be enough food. I'm not going to be able to protect my family. Fear of warring tribes. Fear of animals. Fear of all these things. So you have this toxic. You know, this need to be aggressive and violent and strong and and bigger and badder and and all this stuff that's where all this stuff stems from but it's such an outdated kind of way of looking at things and and living and living life it's Mm -hmm. unnecessary and it's not it's unnecessary and it's harmful yeah it just it's so archaic yeah yeah i mean it's harmful to you and then it turns around and hurts other people if you're not careful so if you you know even if you don't love yourself just yet and hopefully (laughs) we're working on that i mean but I mean, when it when it when you say like it's harmful to you, but it it, it hurts the people that even that you're close to. I mean, mm-hmm. like how many guys have I seen over the years that you know were just total dicks to their girlfriends, mm-hmm. and then their girlfriend said, "I've had enough." You know, we yeah. all know this. You know, we have had enough. And when she says she's had enough, she puts her foot down. And she's totally had enough. And then Buddy's crying over beer and with his friend, mm-hmm. literally crying and. <laughs> what have I done for like the next year? Yeah. It's like, what, what, what caused that toxic masculinity? And it's interesting because I was listening to a TED talk about something like that where the guy basically said he was so closed off for so many years. He couldn't trust anyone. He couldn't talk to anybody. You know, if he was going through like the worst times of his life and people said, how are you doing? He'd be like, oh, you know, I'm living it up, man. Ew. 
and he just like he wouldn't he wouldn't talk about it he wouldn't mm. deal with it and then he met this girl and they fell in love and he could talk to her and he could you know he could trust her and he could be vulnerable and he could be emotional and having only that one person that he felt like he could be real with made him so possessive because he only had one person mm. that he could talk to and so that fear of losing his only confidant made him become aggressive and made him become uh, possessive mm. which then drove her away mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm. it's like you're putting all your eggs in one basket because you're afraid but then you be you get more afraid which fulfills the prophecy mm -hmm. you know yeah you know i mean all this stuff is it'll bite you in the ass you know because mm -hmm. when i was when I was, you know, younger, in my early 20s, I was dating a girl, and I was really in love. We had a great relationship, but she did something that I thought disrespected me, and I was like, and I was super macho about it. I was like, it's like, you got to get your shit, and you got to go. And I was like, and I felt so like, like, I'm a man, I'm macho, nobody disrespects me. And I wasn't mean to her, I was nice to her, but I was like, she's begging me, don't let me go, don't let me go. And I'm like, you got to hit the road, you know, and I was like, so, so macho about it for about a month. And then I realized what I'd done, and I was just a fucking wreck mm. for the next year, because it's like... I let this like macho machismo. Yeah, I won't be disrespected. I'm a man, mm. and I take it. You know, a month. Of, you know, like a moment of that caused me like a year of misery. Yeah. <laughs> like as I was trying to like, what have I done? What have I done? What is wrong with me? Mm. Right. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but guys do it all the time, right? Yeah. Like, they do it all the time, you know, because I know, I see them, right? I talk to them. Yeah. I talk to them, like, oh, my, you know, my, my wife left me, and my girlfriend left me, and, like, I don't know, i got to get them back. Well, why did they, like, what was the problem? Well, you know, being, you know, just macho bullshit, right? Yeah. Not that it's, it's always the, the girl's fault or always whatever fault, but it's like, you can't be like that and not have it have not suffer the consequences, right? You mm -hmm. just can't. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything uh, anything to close us off on on the topic of toxic masculinity? Well, I feel like we. You don't want to talk to me anymore. I, I mean, like you're just like like okay, get out. <laughs> nobody disrespects me in my house. <laughs> I'm trying to exercise some. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kick me to the curb. <laughs> yeah. Hit the road, Dad. Hit the road, Dad. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we, I feel like we talked a good, you know. Yeah. I feel like we covered a fair bit. I mean, I don't think we're gonna fix the problems of the world in one episode. Maybe a few more. We're getting close. Dude, shoot for the stars. <laughs> I, I think you're probably right. <laughs> but we're working on it. And uh, just on that note, I'm sure I say it every episode, but this is the reason why this podcast exists. This is the reason why my dad and I get together every week and we talk is for you guys. And if you're going through this, we don't want you to be embarrassed or ashamed or anything like that. We're here to help you see what's going on and build up the trust in whoever you choose to talk about what's wrong and then to give yourself permission to find help to fix what's wrong in your life mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this is it it could be any number of things but and I would like to add too that uh, I'm not 
really online that much, so I'm not always, but you, Willow, will always let me know if people want to get a hold of me or whatever, but um, for anybody listening, hey, trust me, I've done so many, so many mistakes and so many stupid things that nothing, nothing is off limits for me. I probably, I, I, like I, you know, uh, yeah, so... So f- please, if you if you feel like you need to talk or you have some some things that you want to get off your chest or whatever, I definitely definitely will never judge because I've been there probably. <laughs> yeah, I probably haven't been there, but I also will never judge. And if you're feeling like you just want to talk to one of us and you, you know, if you have some man stuff you want to talk to Ben about, if you title it like. For Ben or Hey Ben or anything like that, I will just pass it along to him. Yeah. I don't need to see everything. He doesn't need to see everything. But um, we're absolutely here for you. And like I said in the last podcast, I mean, our, our door is always open. We always want to help and we want to help you get the help that you need. So you can email us at lovinggoliath at gmail.com. Our Instagram is lovinggoliath and you can DM us there. And you can find more information about the Goliath Foundation at thegoliathfoundation.com. Yes. Yes, you can. Well, I hope that this was helpful to some mm-hmm. of you guys. I had a good time. And, uh, I mean, we're we're fixing the world. We're fixing the world. <laughs> one conversation at a time. We're working on it. We're trying. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.